I'm Chase, and you're listening to The Angry Millennial, and I don't know how I got here. I don't know why I'm in this room or what they just fed me, but you're listening to The Angry Millennial. Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to The Angry Millennial Podcast with your host, Jose Rosado, and co-host, Stevie Chris, where we talk to creatives and entrepreneurs from all walks of life and passions about the creative lifestyle, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Be sure to check out our site, theangrymillennialshow.com, and sign up for our newsletter to be eligible for prizes and giveaways, as well as stay up to date with new shows and upcoming guests. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, who doesn't love really well-designed photography clothing? Check out clickgearclothing.com, a lifestyle for urban photographers. All Angry Millennial listeners can use coupon code ANGRYPHOTO to receive 20% off any order. And the first three people who sign up for our newsletter after the show will get a free $25 gift card. Now, guys, be sure to also check them out on Instagram at ClickGearClothingLTD. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Angry Millennial Show. Jose here, and we're doing a year in review. Uh, I know the show's only been around about three months now, but I want to take the time to make this podcast the very last one of 2015 and tell all you guys about this year for me and for people in my family. It's, you know, a lot of you may know from listening to the show, it's it's been a bit of a roller coaster. Started the year off with a job that I had for the previous few years and didn't work out. Ended up getting laid off. Then proceeded to have a very tough next few months, uh, the next six or seven months, I just interviewed everywhere I could all up and down the East coast, going to phone screenings, interviews, first stage, second stage, meeting multiple people, things that take weeks, months to go through to ultimately get, not get the job. It put me in a very bad place. I was always angry. I was short with uh, with Jess and the kids, and quite honestly, I, I just wasn't myself. So, I, a lot of people say this: when your back is against the wall, you really the fear of of everything going on, providing for your family, providing for yourself, of you know having a job, and and bringing in money and paying your bills. It 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 really isn't as bad because you have no other choice. And then just start taking some swings and and doing it. So when that kind of happened to me, I said, you know what? I want to start creating things again. And I figured I'd share with you guys some things I learned this year through that process because it's not the first time I've been laid off. It's not the first time I've 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 had a, a tough time financially over the years. Um, but it was for me the first time it happened where it wasn't just me anymore. We spoke with uh, Bella, a designer from Philadelphia of the Nino brand yesterday. And she, after we recorded, she had some really great things to share with me and Stevie. And she, we were talking about, you know, what had gone on. And, and she put it very simply. It's always harder when you have an audience. And that was it. Talking about the fact that it's harder when you fail in front of people you love, in front of people you think are counting on you, in front of even just a significant other or friends. 
Um, doesn't necessarily have to be a family that you know that you have, but you know, doing these things and feeling like you can take the risk, find out it works, find out it doesn't work, anything like that. It is much harder when you have an audience, but you got to keep in mind that that's that's less life, <laughs> and we all go through it. So again. Here's some quick things I learned this year that have helped me really kind of see that that this is kind of the turning point for this year, my overall well-being, my outlook for 2016, the things that I'm the risks that I'm going to take this coming year that I think will really pay off. And yeah, so I hope you guys enjoy. So a couple of things. So jobs you once liked, they will get messy. You know, it's, we've all been there. You know, we've had a job that we really loved and we would kill for and we would, you know, do whatever we had to do and was expected of us. But in the end, sometimes things like that, they change. Companies change. Your responsibilities change. Your your feelings on the job change. And it, it does get complicated. I had a job that I liked and I wanted to do more with, but apparently it just got to the point where maybe I wasn't really new as much as I thought it was, being honest with myself and saying that it, it, getting laid off may have been the best thing. Now, trust me, I've been there. It's really hard to see that when your back is against the wall and you're scrambling, wondering how you're going to make rent and Again, you have this audience, these two little people staring at you. Um, but it it does. You know, you just got to get through it. And that's another thing. Everyone is guessing their way through. <laughs> There's so many times I meet successful people, even through this now, you know, through the podcast, interviewing them and saying to them, hey, like, you know, do you feel that you're in a good place? Do you feel a little more confident in decisions you make now that you've had some success? And every single person would tell you the same thing. I'm fucking scared. And it never goes away. And it only gets pointed at different things. In the beginning, it's you're scared because of rejection. You're scared because of not being a success. And then when you have a little bit of success and you're thinking that things are going well and and you are stringing together one positive thing after another, then you're fucking scared that you're going to lose it all. That the next thing you do is going to be a misstep. And that people overnight are going to not think that you are the smartest person in the room like you were before. So in that, you also have to remember that you have to be selfish. And this honestly was something that took me forever to really understand was that being selfish and thinking about yourself and your own overall well-being are two different things. It doesn't matter if you're single or if you're married or in a relationship or have kids or don't. People count on you. People love you. People want to see you succeed. Now, if you are constantly doing and overextending yourself for everyone else and not thinking about yourself, 
You can only do that for so long before you get burnt out, you crack, and then in reality, you're useless to everyone. So how much help are you really giving at that point? How much are you really a pillar for other people? It's hard. I've been a person that put a lot of others before myself for a number of years, and only now in my early 30s am I realizing that sometimes you can't. Sometimes you have to in a positive way, but you have to be selfish and, and, and put your personal well-being, your personal health before everyone else's. When I went to Seattle and I, I sat with Chase, he put it in a, in a way that made it very clear to me, excuse me, it was almost laughable, was he said, I'm of the philosophy that you put your own oxygen mask on first before you help other people. Now, granted, that's someone who, as he had mentioned, uh, has been on a plane every 2.5 days for, in the last, for the last three years. Uh, so obviously, his, his metaphor is, uh, is one that's been beaten into him, but it, it, it very simply states the, the truth. In order to help someone else, in order to be of help to more than one, just one person, to help many, many people, you have to think First, about number one, because no one else is going to. And that's when you can have the most impact on other people. When you're, when you're spreading yourself out way too thin and, and accepting obligations everywhere, it, it's not going to last. You're just going to get burnt out and you, nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. You know? And when you're, in, when you're uninspired, it's the best time to make art. I know it's hard to hear that. And I know it sounds like bullshit, but believe me, I mean, artists know. Creatives who listen to this, you guys all know that when your life is shit, you make the best art. And then sometimes people think that when you're happy, you get a little complacent and it, it falters a little bit. And... It's unfortunate, but true. There, there is some truth to that. Uh, so use your art, your creativity, as something that can help you get through those rough times. If you look at it that way, it's a much more positive way of looking at it. If you look at it like if you're miserable in your job, if you're longing about the fact that of all the creative things you used to do and no longer do, then very simply... Just, just fucking do it. Just go back to the create the creative things that you used to do, making art, whether it's writing, painting, photography, uh, you know, building with your hands, whatever it is. Do it, and you can do it in as little of a capacity as you want. If you say, "Hey, I can't quit my job and and go full time back into that," sure, don't no one expects you to, but but do it an hour a night, a day a week, even, and just. Remember what it's like to do that stuff. A lot of times, I mean, I, you know, I hope raise two kids and, and I know what it's like to say, I don't seem to have any fucking time for anything. But what I've known through my years and, and juggling a lot of things is there's always time. It's just a matter of priorities. And if you prioritize those things in your life and you have hard stops on certain things and, and you force yourself to do what the other thing is, whether it's something you want to do or not, it helps you 
organize yourself and better time management. But in reality, it, it helps you do the things that you really want to do and have the time to do it. And we all can can definitely attest to that and say, hey, maybe I I could be a little more productive at certain times than other times. And, and I would have that hour at night to do whatever it is I wanted from uh, for, for myself and no one else. With that in mind, you got to take risks and follow up and follow up. That's the biggest thing for me is I took a few risks, but I always took little calculated risks. So if they didn't work out, I didn't fail too bad. I didn't feel too bad. And I wasn't completely out in the street. And it 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 hit me. I knew it. I knew it when couple years ago when I met some great people and saw what is possible, I started realizing it about myself. I started realizing that a lot of people, even in my family, have been big risk takers. And I sat there and said, you know what? I feel like I was the energetic, you know, go-getter. But the reality was I was probably the most timid and conservative of all of them. (laughs) And, and, it, and it still feels weird to say that, knowing how I felt being the youngest of three and seemingly being the one who made the most mistakes and, uh, and learned the most uh, through the hard way. But yeah, saying that out loud, kind of funny. I didn't take enough risks. And this year I started saying, you know what, I'm going to do it. And, and, and the most important thing, I'm going to follow up. Before, we've all been there as creatives, as people who try and make art out of, uh, out of nothing and make a living off of that art. Um, you know, we send out a few emails, we do a few phone calls, we might even go in person a few times. But if we don't, maybe two times, you know, we'll try. If we don't get a response, we'll, we'll probably not follow through after that. Well, okay, maybe that person is interested and I'll just keep going. But the truth is uh, something that I heard from a photographer as well is, uh, is the rule of eight. And it says that if you, if you try anything two times, you follow up and, and then you follow up again. So two times, you only have about 10% chance you'll get a return. And that's not very good. But at that point, like I said, a lot of us will give up, right? However... If you keep following up and you keep going in a nice way, no one wants to be a fucking barrage with annoying emails, but if you do it in a nice way and you keep yourself relevant and you keep popping back in to those certain people, and if you do it eight times, if you get to that number and you do it eight times, that percentage chance skyrockets to 80%. That's that's jarring to say, you know, you got to do something uh, just a few more times and you'll have a much better chance at getting it. Because I know from from personal experience with with uh, people hiring photographers, I'll reach out to them and I'll reach out to them and nothing. And I'm thinking it's the worst and I'm thinking it's, you know, going to be a, a shot in the dark and I'm wasting my time. And then all of a sudden, 
they they tell me, hey, oh my God, I thank you for sending, you know, for checking in. Uh, I've been meaning to get back to you. I've been really slammed. Uh, I just had someone who couldn't make it, do this job. Are you available? And boom, just like that. Only because you kept in touch. Even if just to say hi, you don't have to do a hard sell. You don't have to send them, you know, 20 mailers and, and, and say, Hey, I haven't heard back from you. No, no, just fucking say hi. Hey, just want to check back in. Hope everything's going well. And, you know, and, and that you're having a good year. That's it. They know who you are. If you've been already been following up enough, they know who you are. And it's, it's, it's completely like that. I mean, I had a guy who was a director of marketing, a very large company who I tried to follow around for a while to get to work together. And it just didn't kind of pan out. And I thought, ah, right, well, okay, I'll, I'll keep at it. But I was a little discouraged. And then it turns out he left that company. And then I thought, okay, well, I guess that explains it a little bit, but I'm still bummed, you know? And then sure enough, when I went to Photo Plus, I had not seen this person in over a year at that point. And I'm thinking they fucking hate me. <laughs> I'm like, this guy probably thinks I'm so fucking annoying. I am, I'm not, I'm not even going to bother talking to him, quite honestly. Uh, but we literally found ourselves walking down the street at the same time, going to an after party. And he, and he started drumming up, uh, drumming up conversation with me and said, Hey, I saw you've been writing a lot lately and, uh, you know, been, been getting pretty active on that. I said, yeah, 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 for sure. He said, and I saw some of your stuff on F-Stoppers and I was like, sure. Yeah. And he goes, well, listen, um, I'm at this new company now and, uh, we're looking for, for some good writers. I, I think, you know, are you going to be around tomorrow? Um, at the expo, we should, we should talk. <laughs> and, and that's someone I'm still doing some work for. And I, to think that, like I said, I thought this guy hated me, but at the same time, it was just the fact that it just timing didn't work out and I kept following up. And if I hadn't been there, if I hadn't taken that risk and made the trip and went to all the parties that sometimes I honestly just didn't want to go to, but knew that there would be good networking there. None of that, none of that shit would happen, you know? And this year, this end of this year has been interesting. People say to me, Hey, uh, you making money yet? <laughs> you know, two months in to this new venture, you obviously should be in the black, right? But understandably so. Everyone who says it, most of the people who say it, come from a good intention place. And and I say, you know what? Not yet. But at the same time, it doesn't bother me. So find something you truly love. And trust me, the stress will almost be non-existent. And it took me so long Find that one thing. Because trust me, I always believed that. I just never fucking found it. But you have to believe that. You know, I'm doing things with this that I don't know how it's going to work out. But at the same time, I have to, I know that by doing it and by being active and, and putting in the hustle and the work, something will come out of it. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a, 
a writing gig. Maybe it's a job at a radio station or something. I have, I have no clue. But you know what? I know that the only way I'm going to find out is by continuing to do this. And and when I say this, I mean for you guys, whatever the hell it is for you, continuing to do it. You know, inspire others. You know, read, ingest content, be a consumer. I mean, that, that's the funny thing is like you want to know what might be something that you think could be a, a, a venture for you or something that you really could pour yourself into. There you go. Be a fucking consumer. Listen to podcasts. Go to these things. See what works. See what doesn't. That's what that's what most inventors do. At least the good ones. They see something that isn't working, or people who are business savvy will see an opportunity uh, and 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 exploit it. You know, we'll go. Hey, look. There's there's a you know opening. There's this there's this need in the market for this thing or this product or service, and it's not being fulfilled. Now, you wouldn't know that unless you immerse yourself in that. You know, you bought uh, the, the competitor's product and just checked it out. You know, saw what worked. Maybe maybe there's some things you learn from it. Um, see what didn't work. Then you, you, you make that a, a benefit of your next thing. And that's, you know, that's, that's the only way you're going to really... Just like I said, inspire others and find something that is viable, you know. So be confident. Just be confident. It's it's so funny. The people we talk to on this show, I can say, are in my eyes amazingly talented people. And and some of them even say it. They'll even admit it took me a long time to to build that confidence and to say, you know, I am an artist or, you know, I am a viable person that people should listen to and can get information and can get content from and, and be inspired. And everyone, as we all know, is our, our own harshest critic. So knowing that for a lot of people, it, it's, you know, while you want a little bit of that, so it keeps you hungry and you, and you still strive for more you don't want to be at the same time a self-deprecating person that is just just never realizes how talented you really are. And people we meet who I think should be just strutting and and walking into the room like they fucking own it. Some of them aren't. And and it and it, it blows my mind. You know, so be confident cuz believe me just like how photographers undervalue their work, they undervalue their talent. And if that's a constant with most photographers and most creatives, it, it, it's a bigger picture thing than you realize. You are more talented than you realize. Remember that. And guys, we're at 22 minutes. I'm sorry for keeping this one long, but I realized quickly I can fucking rant. So my last thing, and I hope this one really kind of tops it off is always pay it forward. Always, always, always. That's the way I always operated. And to me, I'm not a big spiritual person, but you know, it, it, it's the, the way to be, you know, you always pay it forward, whether it's someone asking you for advice on something, even if it's times when you sit there and say, I'm, I'm way too fucking busy to, to tell you about X, whether it's, Hey, I, I want to get into photography. What kind of camera should I get? Whatever. 
uh, hey, can you check out this this blog post I wrote? Give me some notes on it. Sure. You know, as long as you, again, don't overextend yourself and realize you're not promising too many things you can't follow through with. That's Remember that. But find a few minutes in your day right back to that person. They'll probably appreciate it more than you realize. I know that's the way I was when I was younger, getting into photography. And the people that I looked up to are, are now my friends. And I'm happy to say colleagues and, and peers. And I wouldn't have gotten where I, I got without people helping me out. And that's everybody. So realize that, remember that, and, and always pay it forward. And you'll be a lot more happy and hopefully a lot more successful by keeping that in mind and saying, no matter how busy you get, no matter how important you think you are, always be willing to take a few minutes out of your day and help someone with what seemingly is a, a you know, a remedial thing to you at least. Because to them, it's fucking impossible and it's a Rubik's Cube they can't figure out. So they'd really appreciate the help. So guys, I hope you have been enjoying the podcast thus far. I hope you enjoy this bit longer Thursday episode that hopefully has a little more content than the previous ones that I just talk for eight minutes <laughs> struggling, struggling through because it is tough to sit by yourself and just talk. Uh, especially when a lot of the other episodes are when you're interviewing people and you and you get that feedback and that exchange. So sitting by yourself, it's been challenging me to, to get better. So I hope you guys enjoy. Hope you guys have a safe and happy new year and see you all in 2016.